0: Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk new, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bracago, y'all. What's good, Bracago? What's up, everybody? This is Kyle and This is the Spawn on Me podcast. What up, everybody? I hope y'all doing well. I hope you're having a good start to your week. We have a fantastic show a very special episode this week uh, because there was some really interesting stuff that dropped on the internet last week uh, that I would love to dig into because I was a little bit, you know, surprised at some of the way that the conversation went. And I wanted to figure out a way, of course. You know, Spawn on Me is a place where we add more context, we add more nuance to the conversation. I feel like it was a really good, interesting one around Intel's tool, their beta tool called Bleep, which is going to be out there at some point, hopefully helping, you know, remove some, or at least, you know, squelching some of the toxicity in the space. Uh, There were some pieces that were out there. um, And I said, you know what? I am an Intel employee in my day job. And I know the folks and have participated in helping that tool be a thing in, in some small ways. And I figured, you know, there's a conversation here that we can dig into uh, that, that will give some more information to all of you at home in a, in a, in a way to be able to talk about this in a, in a bigger and broader way around toxicity, around tech, around tools to kind of help fix that and and make things and make all of our online spaces better. Um, So we're gonna dig into it. We're gonna roll in with some of uh, my fellow Intel employees, uh, folks who you might've seen on our show before and some new faces as well. So I'm excited to bring on to the stage for this episode. We have we have from intel we have marcus kennedy gm of gaming and esports the segment of intel's ccg group we also have kim pallister general manager of gaming solutions and we also have jamie sherman phd social research scientist and dope human being uh, so um i want to i want to talk about and, and again, thank you all for, for coming through tonight. I think this is a really interesting topic to dig into. Again, Marcus is my now boss. Kim w- w- was my previous boss. Jamie, my coworker within the group that we were in. Um, and I saw the information that kind of popped up, uh, you know, last week around, you know, the, the tool that that got kind of shared. I know that we shared information about this toxicity tool a couple of months, like some months ago, maybe late last year, around uh, GDC uh, was the time we got a chance to talk about that tool and kind of its first conversation out in the world. Um, but that 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 tool and and the conversations around why this tool was going to be a thing, was something that we had been talking about for a very long time. Um, Kim, I, I'm going to bring you into this conversation initially and say you know the the tool that we now have the kind of beginning of what this is in bleep started off um you know as an idea it started off as a as a tool to kind of help figure out and help to you know do some work to help kind of make the spaces that we all occupy in the gaming space a little bit better um that's right yeah i'm curious to hear your thoughts about you know what was the impetus for for the tool and and, and kind of how did the process kind of get started um, you know, when it came to thinking about how and, and, and why we wanted to do this.
1: Sure thing. So, uh, you know, you mentioned the effort a couple of months back. This has actually been going on for years yeah. now. Uh, we, you know, consistently are kind of looking at the ways in which game players uh, use our PCs and interact with the platform overall. And we think of it in terms of what are the things that delight them and then what are the kind of uh, negatives and pain points and stuff that they have right Um from driver installation to uh, USB plugs uh, that you have to flip three times before they fit in, right? <laughs> and um, uh, and we, you know, work across the industry to move the ball forward. And when it comes to what we were learning about uh, game players and and uh, gamers and what they uh, found were pain points, kind of this idea of things that uh we're, we're broader topics things like cheating things like toxicity we're coming up as constant kind of things that that just surfaced uh in communities around the world is like this this is a drag this really uh is not fun for me and this actually in some cases drives me away from gaming uh on the PC or altogether right and this is uh you know so it was always on our radar and we started to think about like look topics like that are really uh kind of big and gnarly problems that are going to require kind of changes in game design and community design and community moderation and things like that. It's not something you can uh, easily throw technology at, but technology can be part of the solution. And we, uh, as, as is often the case, when we look at these things, we will kind of talk to people in the industry. We'll talk to the community. We will find people to partner with. And back at GDC in 2019, after working with them for a few months, we showed a proof of concept demo saying, Hey, we took our kind of, uh, you know, performance platforms with our speech to text conversion technology and uh, you know, wedded it together with a toxicity detection engine from the folks at Spirit AI and said, hey, we can actually do detection of this stuff in uh, in real-time speech. Hadn't been in, built, built in any kind of a user interface or anything yet, but we said there's the beginnings of something here, and that started a kind of you know, long and deliberate collaboration around figuring out, uh, you know, could this be something that we actually build into an application that empowers users to take control over what they experience? Right. And that's kind mm-hmm. of a an overall mantra for us as we uh, as we tackle this kind of thing is like, you know, the player, you know, uh, bought a, a you know very capable system. They want to control their gaming experience. Can we give them control over that piece of it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too because i think that the you know one of the biggest conversations that we see in the space something that we talk about here on the show and often you know in social media spaces is we just see this deluge of so much negativity in the space we see so many folks who could be welcomed into the fold and 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 have a space within the gaming the, the gaming industry and the gaming community uh but they're often driven off because of terrible language and trolling and conversations that, you know, make them feel less than uh, when they come to the space to be able to do that. The, the Also the part of the conversation is that, you know, tech isn't the place to be able to do that. Tech is not a way to fix that particular issue and problem. Do, do you feel like when the conversation kind of started to build this tool out and try to figure out good ways to, engage with it and try to figure out good ways to kind of bring it to the table that, you know, you were like, this is a space where we can do something very, very unique in a way that no one else is really trying to think about this with the tools that we also have. And then, you know, we as a, you know, Intel as a big company doing this work can find something here that is going to help kind of move everything and move the needle forward.
1: Yeah, I I think it's uh, to the first part of what you said, it's certainly an example of like, you know, we, we, as I said a few minutes ago, we know it's a big and multifaceted problem and we're only going to be able to tackle, uh, you know, pieces of it, um, uh, you know, using technology solutions, right? And, uh, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't, Uh, attempt to go do those. And when we do, we should, like many things that we do within the open PC ecosystem, we should partner with other companies that have expertise. We should involve the community in the design and development of these things. And that's why it's been kind of uh, as long a road as it has is, you know, uh, Jamie has been out, uh, you know, doing research with uh, different communities and different geographies. She's been talking to people at different kind of uh, industry bodies that look at this stuff. And then, um, you know, when we uh, ended up doing this, this collaboration with our our friends at Spirit AI, we looked at kind of what they had been doing in Forum moderation and things that apply to text, some of which is applicable, some of which is very different. And said, "Okay, what well, can we learn from what they know?" And and you know, how should this come together into an application for the end user?
0: Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that, Jamie. I, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts too because I know we sat in the lab many many days, um, and and the usual conversation would go, "Hey, Jamie, what are you working on?" I'm like, "Hey." i'm knocking out all this research to try to figure out good ways that we can bring in some good conversations about how we tackle this in a big way you know do you have time to talk to me about this so that we can kind of have a good broad scope of what this conversation looks like um a, a thing that was a part of the scuttlebutt today online was the conversation around um you know one the the biggest conversation so far was around the kind of ui of the tool right uh, there was a, it was a video that got shared where the where the conversation around bleep kind of started or at least was 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 part of the major conversation. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the fellow Intel co-workers was kind of there explaining what it was. And there's a big cascade of sliders behind that person that was yeah. talking about yeah. various things of homophobia, sexism, racism. Um, and we'll talk about the other one, what was which was the biggest part of the conversation, at least from the circles that I was in um but i want to go into you know what did the conversation look like between not only you and kim but from you know when you were trying to scope out this project of like what do we have to do to make sure we have a good sample set here what do we have to do to try to figure out that we have good information when we're coming into this conversation so that we one, try to, you know, feed the AI beast in whatever ways we possibly can, but also we're making sure we're not losing people and leaving conversations and parts of that, yeah. parts of those conversations out that are extremely important when you're giving information to a tool that at some point is gonna do the work for you, right, uh, in, in some forms or fashions. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about, you know, what was the the conversation around how how important it was to get the research right?
2: Um so so I'll say just in general that I feel really strongly and I think our our group felt really strongly that um broadly gamers are not gaming and gamers are not defined by a single demographic group a single country and so we've had a you know a really strong commitment to recruiting and talking to people um from a really wide range of of uh ages, uh, walks of life. You know, I set out to, to interview gamers who are 70 years old, who are um, not usually um, kids, although I'd like to, but oftentimes they come in anyway. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, um, and, and certainly different countries and, and different um, within the United States, different demographics, different physical abilities, different kinds of different kinds of people. Um, and, and that goes for our gaming research more broadly. So when we talk about what do gamers want, um, it's actually really important to me personally uh, that, that it not just be about um, a certain kind of uh, stereotypical kind of idea of who a gamer is and what they want. Um, in regards to this, uh, this project in particular, uh, that was also really key right? Understanding, uh, what does that look like to you? What do you think of when you know, I can say the word toxicity, um, or unpleasantness or harassment? What does that mean to you? Uh, And one of the interesting things is, um, is almost universally, whether it's somebody who's an expert, an industry expert, a tech expert, a gaming expert, a gaming novice, any Random person off the street of any color that you talk to, and you say, Hey, I'm working on this thing, you know, around toxicity and harassment. And they're like, Ooh, that's hard. Is what I <laughs> And, and then I almost always get a story about, you know, because like me and my buddies, um, we, I kind of like to call each other names. I mean, like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, cause that's kind of the fun. I mean, you get online and you're like, you know, you, you, you use, you know, so, so, so then how are you going to know, you know, cause there's a big difference mm-hmm. between, you know, between you, Khalif calling me, um, you know, maybe something that, that normally I would be really offended if somebody I don't know says that to me. But mm-hmm. between us is kind of the joke. So, so that, you know, or, or like, so who says it, how it said, what the context is, all of those things, you know, really matter and make it really hard. Uh, and that's been part of the conversation from the very beginning. You know, how do you how do you think of uh, how do you design a technology that allows for, like Kim said, control? But what does control actually mean? And mm. how do you create some nuance around what I'm comfortable with, what I'm not comfortable with? How much trash talk is okay, and how you know, and kind of part of the game? And how much trash talk is not? And how do I manage to um, to to my own experience in a way that I'm comfortable with?
0: Yeah, and it. You know, one of the one of the big parts of the conversation in my my friend circles and peer circles Mm -hmm. um, around the tool today was there was, you know, various sliders, again, of like, how much do you want to be able to kind of let through the filter and what else do you not want to? But then when it came to one that was the N word, which again, yeah, we had you and I've had numerous conversations in 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 our time working together about like, you know, what does this mean when we kind of bridge Mm -hmm. out this thing where you start to pull in? cultural colloquialisms what times when you have to bring in in-group in versus out group speech when you kind of try to figure yeah. out how to do that kind of work. And it was like, damn it, we only got a toggle for that one. What the hell do yeah. we <laughs> only get a toggle for this one? How's that work? Um and it was funny because I remember very specifically a conversation that we had during the initial phases of this kind of starting and, you know, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. This is going to be something that's going to be kind of interesting for us to see how to tackle from a, from a, from a company perspective. Mm-hmm. And the first question I remember asking um, was, so what are we going to do about 2K? And people were like, mm-hmm. what you? "And you're like, huh? And I was like, well, you got to understand, again, the conversation is very different when it's in-group versus out-group. And Uh AI is going to have a very difficult time trying to figure up, Uh unless we teach it really, really well, of how to figure out how to make that differentiation between, you know, what those conversations are and what they may not be um, in Uh that way. And it was interesting because when I had a conversation earlier today uh, about this and just kind of talked to my, my, my wife about it and I was like, you know. I kind of had a, I like, I did a small thing in this and it was like, tried to help inform what this tool was going to wind up being, because Mm -hmm. I know also the conversations are usually around. Well, if this is a thing that happened, no marginalized folks were in this conversation, which I know again, I'm raising Mm -hmm. my hand. That's not true. Right. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, she said, well, how would you fix that one toggle? And I said, Mm -hmm. you kind of can't, I said, you can fix Mm -hmm. it in some ways. But because of the fact that there has been no consensus, even within Mm -hmm. our even within our own community of who can say what and how conversations can go, there's no consensus that I can tell any of my other white counterparts to say, like, well, do this version, because that doesn't fix it for everybody either. Um, I'm curious to hear, you know, your thoughts before we before we move over to Marcus is when you were having that part of the conversation about like, how do we Mm -hmm. fit in, you know, not necessarily edge cases, but we also don't want to exclude people from being able to talk to their friends in the ways that they feel comfortable. What were some of the conversations if you can share them about how you all kind of want to start to, you know, have that process work for folks.
2: So, um, if I'm understanding the question, so stop me if I, if I have it wrong. Uh, but I think, um, in some ways, I think what, you know, what we've seen, you know, on online is, is a pilot. And part of what we're asking is in that, you know, pilot to me, I'm a researcher, so everything's research for me. I'll just <laughs> put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, this is a, this is an embodied piece of research in which we say, hey, you know, we know that, 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 that there's so much nuance here. Um, you know, does this slider thing kind of help us manage that? Right. And, and, and if these aren't the right things to call it, kind of like you're saying, well what would we call it you know right. what does that mean and 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 how do you do that because it's it's not a uh, it's not a simple it's not it, like you said there's no consensus and, and not only that but one of the interesting things when you think about gaming is it's also not just you right mm. so so you and I might be completely okay with it but but you know Kim joins the game and he doesn't know us and maybe he's only 13 right mm. and so he's going to be witness to all kinds of things. And, and, and so there's a lot of there's just a lot of variation and nuance. And I think in terms of in enabling different kinds of ways to figure out how, how do we do that? Uh, what does it mean to, to say, I want a certain amount and not too much? And you know, how do you find the Goldilocks when there's no consensus about what Goldilocks is or Goldilocks should be and how much, uh, you know, in, in some ways, you know, we're not the thought police. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think don't want to be and, and while I might think that it's completely unacceptable for certain kinds of expressions to be out there. That isn't my role. Yeah. And, and I and I don't think that. Um, but what we can do is, is, is looking for ways to, uh, again, like Kim was saying, kind of enable people to control their own experience and, and, and be able to manage how they feel comfortable. Uh, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I, I think that there have been conversations I saw even today. You know, it was a mm-hmm. there were two articles that popped up that I think of immediately, like the Kotaku article and mm-hmm. there was another one. And there were folks in the comments who were saying, you know, like again, the the, the person who was writing this didn't feel like they could mm-hmm. convey the proper sense of scope when it comes to, you know, mm-hmm. you don't seem like you have to code switch. Right. Like you may not be a person Mm -hmm. who has to do that when you're having those conversations. You may not have to be a person who has to try to figure out how to mitigate whatever that other language may be and where it winds Mm -hmm. up traveling. Um, And and some folks were really excited about what this could possibly be, at least seeing is being a potential solution for some of that stuff. Um, Marcus, I'm I'm curious to hear from you, um, you know, as 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 the person who's kind of helping to guide where gaming goes in in, from, from Intel perspective. And also knowing that we have had, you know, when you were on the show last, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, what Intel is doing and what the space is trying to do from a DNI perspective (laughs) and how that then infuses its conversation into what happens when you have tools and you have, you know, ways to kind of move the needle. Um, uh, uh, What are your thoughts about kind of, you know, what the, not job of intel is to, to kind of affect that space but we know that a thing that we want to do is bring more people to the space we want to be able to have more more folks from all kinds of walks of life you know being within this tent um, and and being a, and having this potential tool be a part of that ecosystem to kind of help keep people in um, i'm curious to hear your thoughts about you know your thoughts about like what this tool is going to hopefully be able to do um, and, and, and do you feel like, you know, do you want people to kind of just initially like get it, get their hands onto it to see how we kind of actually affect the way that they engage with it?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, you know, you referenced the last time we were here, we, we, I think we gave a little bit of a teaser saying, Hey, there'd be something coming soon. Oh yeah. Uh, surprise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, You know, uh, so so first and foremost, I want to kind of go back to something that that Kim said. And and you've used the word a couple of times. I've heard Jamie use the word a couple of times. Um, Technology is a tool, right? That's what it's always been uh, from the beginning of technology and what it it should always be. It it should always be considered a tool uh, for us as humans to be able to use to create and adapt and change the world around us uh, to do what we would like it to be, right? Um, and so, from my point of view, this tool, this uh, this anti-toxicity application uh, that we've built with partners in the ecosystem, right, Spirit AI, um, as you've heard, um, is meant to be just that. It's meant to be a tool for people to use, right? Um, and the the really critical thing for me, at least, is uh, is bringing that power and giving it back to an individual. You know. it, it the comment you talked about in the in the Kotaku article, in particular, uh, I, I think one of the words and one of the phrases that we used that really resonated with me uh, was privilege, and it was used mm-hmm. in the context of it must be such a privilege to be able to go into a space and not have to worry uh, about how you're perceived mm-hmm. and to not have to hear that kind of language aimed at you, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, And and so for us, for me, my hope for this kind of a tool is that it eliminates that concern for people. It brings people back into the fold. It stops anybody from worrying about if they can go online to enjoy themselves because there's gonna be some idiot who uh, is saying X, Y, Z, that they they just know triggers them, right? It it, it puts that power back into that person's hands instead of leaving it open uh, to chance, right? Um, And so, you know, this stuff is hard. This stuff is super nuanced. Um, And I fully don't expect AI to be able to solve this in any way, shape or form. But, but, uh, you know, one of our previous CEOs used to say, uh, if it was easy, anybody could do it. But because Uh, It's not because it's hard. It's meant for us. Right. Because uh, we like to tackle tough challenges. And we as Intel have been, you know, investing and going after the DNI space for a long, long time because we think it's the right thing to do. Uh, We also recognize the business value of it. Um, But at the end of the day, from my point of view, what really gets me out of bed and what excites me about tools like this is the ability to to quite literally change the world, to quite literally change somebody's experience and allow them to be able to do things differently than they never would have been able to before.
0: Yeah, and 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 thank you for sharing that because I think that that is, especially in the teams that I've, that I've been in, everyone who has kind of tried to tackle a really big problem and especially one like this, where, let's be honest, there's a space where a lot of corporations and a lot of businesses would say, I'm not getting into that at all. That, I'm not trying to even touch that with a ten foot pole. Uh, yeah. Why would I even do that? Um, and it, it made me a little bit sad to see some of the scuttlebutt, to, uh, you know, during the week about, well, well, shit. A big co- big corporation is. Why are they trying to do this? Why are they trying to, you know, why are they even trying to poke at this in a real way? And also, you know, we also know all the conversations that usually happen around, you know, big corporate entities who who are trying to get into a space where. Mm-hmm. It, it always usually feels very hands-off in the way that it winds up working. Um, and knowing that there were a lot of people who coalesced around this and tried to figure out good ways and are continuing to try to figure out good ways to kind of fix fix and, and, and move that conversation forward. You know, uh, Marcus, I'm curious to hear your thoughts of like, what do you feel like the role of a corporation like this, that is this big, that has its handprints in gaming in this way, you know, what's what do you feel like is the the responsibility to kind of get in there and do that work and and try to figure out ways to kind of push the needle forward?
3: I I think it is the role of uh, any corporation to, uh, to serve the community to serve the space uh, that in which they sit, right, the Mm -hmm. community in which they sit and and that they service, we are a technology company, remember technology, are tools. And so for us, uh, I believe that it is our role to then service the community that we're delivering those tools to, both in uh, in part to help develop the right tools, to make sure that we're developing the right tools and that constant feedback loop should help us make better tools to help make the experience better and vice versa, um, but also to help enrich and change the lives in, in those communities in which we sit, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a, a one of the really cool things I like about working here uh, is that we, we kind of get a uh, the ability to do things that we're really passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our company matches donations of, of time with money. Uh, if if we say that we want to go do a thing and take time off to go volunteer, there's really no question to ask to go do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love that part about our company. Um, but but the other thing that, that I, that I I'd say here um in terms of you know responsibility uh is that i i also don't think we're the only ones who think that way right you, you mm. um this this might come across as us feeling like we're all by ourselves seeing this research and deciding to go do something you know that nobody's ever tried lots of people are trying this stuff nope. right? lots of people are noticing this <clears throat> excuse me lots of people are noticing this and trying to do something well. <clears> oh <throat>
0: excuse me no worries.
1: Yeah, I think I'll, I'll jump in Stop while while. Uh, That's a, sorry, go okay. ahead, Marcus.
0: Got choked up there about the work. I got choked okay, up. Uh, yeah, up.
3: Talking about this about <laughs> <work>. the <That's laughs> work. It's for the culture, man. It's for the culture. It's it really hard. Um, but but uh, as. <laughs> uh, but but lots of people are doing this work, and uh, it's really important to us to to you know as the kind of stewards of the PC, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We've been here forever, right? And and we continue to be the stewards of the PC. I think it it, it is part of our responsibility to to engage with the community who uses that and, and bring them along. And you know uh, I I think that that kind of that kind of responsibility come comes with it uh, the need to actually not let Perfect be the enemy of good and lean into some uncomfortable mm-hmm. spaces uh, and, and actually try to do something to make the world a better place, even even if it means that you get some blowback, uh, because then you hear the blowback, you hear the criticism, and you make it better. That's why this is a beta, so mm-hmm. we can make it better and keep it moving.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Keep, keep I moving. wanna go I
2: wanna oh, I okay. was just gonna add on to that, that that um you know, I've been sort of reading the the, the things online and, and part of me is thinking, actually this is awesome. It's not that I like people misunderstanding what I was trying to do, but just the fact of the conversation. And and so, um, you know, so so somebody says something, and somebody pushes back and says, "No, actually, that's not." You know, I don't. I think the fact of the conversation um, is actually itself quite important. And 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 if and if Intel, um, you know, uh, you know, like Marcus says, it's a beta, but and we want to make it better. Sorry, <laughs> um, but but also I think it. I think we're in that position to, to 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 push that conversation and make and push it forward. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and and
0: and go ahead, Kim.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was just going to add to uh, piling on what Marcus uh, said a minute ago. The um, you know uh, uh, we consider ourselves one of the the stewards for the platform, but the biggest strength of the PC platform is the fact that it's an open platform. The fact that we don't need to develop this solution ourselves that we can partner with people like Spirit AI, that other companies will come along and do other kind of tools and, and take different takes on it, we'll all learn from one another, um, is in in many ways the platform's greatest strength, right? And uh, it, it, at the end of the day, that that partnership with people with expertise in the space together with this kind of very, uh, uh measured and user first approach, uh, you know, with it putting a lot of, um, you know, uh, top level kind of requirements in terms of, uh, privacy. And, you know, like, I, I, I don't recall if we mentioned earlier, but like, we're not uploading any data. The, the models are all run local on your machine. Uh, you know, there's not a, um, you know, a big brother element it's not uh, censoring the speech of others it's controlling what you hear reaching your eardrums. that's it. It's no more censorship than the volume knob on your PC right yep. um, that, that is a good kind of uh, foundation to make sure that we're you know, treating the user community with respect and then uh, involving them through you know through the initial kind of user research and design that we did through the betas uh, that were you know numerous betas that we're going to end up doing um is is you know i, I think a, a good and measured approach towards the problem
0: yeah and and i think you know when when i i, th- I think we're all we, we go back to that conversation of you know we are all through the work that we do in our day jobs are trying to figure out good ways to Help push things forward in 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 all the ways that we possibly can. But when we turn off that work computer, we're on our real, you know, our home computers, and we're in the same spaces as everyone else, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out ways to safeguard ourselves and trying to figure out ways to mitigate harm and mitigate damage to our own personal beings when we're trying to enjoy the pastime of gaming that we love uh, to be able to to, to be into. And you know, as 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 I take off my Intel hat. Uh, during the conversation, you know, it's, we didn't, I don't feel like we got it fully right in terms of sharing what the information was, but towards what Jamie said, I think it opens up so much great conversation about how do you, how do you get better at, doing that work where a lot of the conversation you know of course there was a lot of dunking going on today about you know the n-word toggle and well i want how much homophobia in my speech like how much do i want do i want to min-max my my, my ableism in, in part of the conversation i think you know the internet had had had, had fun at, at the company's expense but i do think it is something that i don't see a lot of big 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 companies saying that they want to spend resources on in that way, and it was why I was super excited when when Jamie, you know, we'd have those conversations about like, you know, share your experiences with me, and let's get other people from the ex- from the outside to talk about this with us, and, and and try to make whatever we build here a little bit better. Um, I, I, I'm curious, and, and I'm happy you talked a little bit about the kind of privacy bits on that, Kim. Um, again, you said like this is a knob, a volume knob to kind of help you know filter out the stuff that's coming in. Um, mm-hmm when, when, when that kind of initial part of the conversation happened in terms of design, or at least the idea around design wanted to to be in that space, how important was it to make sure that when that part of it was happening, that we did not pull in other folks's information in that way, because we want to make sure that we're not, you know, treading in some dangerous waters in that in that space, too?
1: Sure, I, I think there's, a, there's a two part answer to that. I think that, you know, the first and foremost thing was like a, a, a respect for users and just the community's kind of uh, privacy and data, right? There's an expectation. And for that matter, for developers and the different platform services like uh, Discord and others, right, they have a, an expectation about how the audio is behaving when it comes on a user's machine. And if you're grabbing that and do something with it, uh, um, you know, and, and and then sending it back out again in some way, then you've, you've violated that trust and that expectation. So there's a sensitivity from that level. And it also, uh, we, you know, would, would just complicate things a great deal. Like Jamie gave the example of like, okay, well, then you need to start uh, not just looking at words and phrases and intonation, but like, okay, who said that and can I tie it to a user ID and what developer information I need to do that. And it becomes inordinately complex. And we're not really in a, in a position to do that, even if we wanted to, but again, the, you know, that, that, that expectation of trust, that expectation of putting the user in control and them, you know, having everything that kind of resides and runs locally in a way that we're very hands-off was a, a kind of fundamental design principle. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, go ahead,
2: Jamie. Um, I was just going to say, at the, at the risk of sounding again, um, yet again, like the researcher, I was going to say <laughs> one of the things that um, I found um, really um uh, interesting and challenging about this project was um, what I discovered was a real tension between what I might call, what we might call sort of community oversight and, mm. um, and and moderation and privacy. So it's completely true that um, who says it matters. But if I identify who said it, <laughs> that creates other kinds of challenges. And, you know, oftentimes we talk about the right to not be identified or the right to on- anonymity online. Mm. And that's part of what people value. And so it creates these really, to me, um, even broader well beyond gaming. I think there's some really challenging as challenging future ahead in navigating that tension uh, between uh, between how do we how do we understand those relationships and how do we navigate those relationships um, and, and so. The yeah, result but, in the app is is really
0: you know, right there. Yeah. Hold on, Marcus. Yeah, this, I had one this... more question to dig into that right there because I think it's something really important. Because I was going to come to you, Jamie, before you jumped in. The yeah. the from the from from the research researcher part of that, I also really want to talk about really really quickly. The biggest part of getting this stuff right is trying mm-hmm. to figure out and having good sample sets. Having good data, having good information in the hopper to kind of sift through to say, you know, we want to make sure we're getting the largest swath of people to be able to give us the best information and their most lived experiences to be able to kind of do this work. Well, how hard is that to get that stuff right? Because we see it all the time where, you know, I've had people when they're like, hey, give me your email address for what? I'm not giving you my email address. No. I don't want you to find <laughs> yeah. out who the hell I am and why What why am I going to talk to you for? Uh, how hard is it to gather up this information in a way where you feel like you're able to get that in a, in a good space? And how do you often, you know, how are you working to try to, not with this particular project, but other uh, projects that you're working on, how do you reach across the virtual aisle to the community yeah. in a good way to build yeah. trust so that they yeah. will give you the information that will hopefully build tools so that they can benefit in the end?
2: Uh, so that's a great question. Um, I think um, to me, it's uh, it is about listening and and building those relationships and leveraging uh, those those kinds of conversations. So. Um, so so I've reached out to you and say, hey, who can you help me reach? Right? Yep. And I reach out, and I, and I am shameless. I will say that I'll use anybody, and I say, <laughs> uh, you know, I, not just friends and family, but but also, you know, and and often sometimes we will even, you know, if we talk to somebody, we might say, hey, do you know anybody else I should really talk to? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we'll reach out um, in online communities and say, hey, we're really interested in talking to people, and and so we 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 fall, you know, we really try to build out our. Um, you know our pool of people that are talking to us, and 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 I will also say that you know even you know our while there's the official research that I do that really is when we go out and we we do these interviews and we do diary studies and we've done data collection on partner you know we've partnered with other companies doing you know uh, you know sort of that in communities that were willing to let us collect their data and 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 sort of over time on a particular server. Uh, I also every conversation I have feeds the research, you know, my conversations with you, my conversations with Marcus, my conversations with my kids, that all comes into play, as I start to try to understand, you know, what is going on? How do we think about this? Um, and, you know, you've probably heard me do this, I'll use that as a way of checking myself. So I might ask you, you know, like, hey, I was talking to um, a woman, and she told me this story, does that, ha- you know, does that happen to you? Yep. And so we start right. to build um, those those the, that understanding.
1: Just, hey, Jamie, you touched on one thing that I wanted to, like, mm-hmm. underline, uh, you know, uh, at, at the start of the the question, uh, Khalif was asking, you know, uh, uh, how do you go about gathering that data that you're using to either train data sets or inform your mm-hmm. design or whatever? And one thing that Jamie was kind of adamant about from day one is uh, you, you ask them, you don't grab mm-hmm. their data and then use it for something else or say, hey, as long as we have this pool over here, maybe we can learn things from it, like every time that we've engaged with the community, we've said, okay, we're looking to learn about this. Can we ask you questions about Mm -hmm. that? Can we get you to play some games and do some training off this thing? We've done it with our, you know, sometimes we've done trials with like internal communities of players and said, Hey, we're going to test out this voice app and here's what we're going to use it for. Are you okay with that? And, you know, ultimately you know, if you look around the industry, the places where people have been really, uh, you know, up in arms about some of those kinds of things was like, um, you know, done by other companies is, Hey, you didn't ask me if you're gonna. You didn't tell me you were gonna do that. Oh, it was buried in a eula somewhere. We thought Mm -hmm. you read it right, and so you have to be pretty upfront about what you intend to do. Sorry, Marcus. I know you were trying to jump in as well.
3: No, no, no. The the other thing that you touched on, Jamie, that that I loved uh, is uh, is the the listening and building that trust, and part of the building of trust, Mm -hmm. especially from a corporation perspective because you know the default is to not trust right (laughs) to not trust what we're doing is to actually do something with what you hear right um Mm -hmm. and so we we've been spending a lot of time in particular with the gaming community uh recently trying to build that trust by both listening and showing up in the community and having conversations on reddit on in places where we are even though you know we're only recently now starting to get back into the real world together um but then doing something about that uh, about what we hear you know recently in Example: We just launched. We uh, released memory overclocking because the community asked for it, and so we changed what we did in our products in order to respond to the mm-hmm. community. This is a great example of that too, with this anti-toxicity application, where we're listening and we are now changing what we're doing uh, because of what we heard, and we're we're doing a we're having a measured approach, like like Kim had mentioned, uh, so that we can listen again, continue to listen, and use that what we hear to then evolve the product. You know, I know there's been a lot of conversation about the, the slider. They may or may not be sliders in the final UI. It depends Definitely. on what you all tell us, uh, as you're part of the beta, right? Um, and, and so that's why I, I love the spirited debate in the dialogue and in the comments. You know, I'm sitting there with my popcorn, re- reading it all because I, I really enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy what, what, the, what the conversation becomes about because it's not just about the UI, and we learn that for our products, but it also changes the narrative uh, about. You know, it, it changes what we're talking about. It changes us from become, becoming a conversation just about an application, but more about a dialogue about how much censorship is appropriate. You know, mm. uh, like Jamie said, admit, uh, you know, is it is it moderation versus uh, versus the, what what you're actually uh, doing within the community to moderate yourself, right? I I love that kind of a dialogue, and I think that's what we need uh, in order to really elevate the conversation. Yeah. And-
2: one of the um, one of I was just going to say one of the th- another interesting thing that we were talking about when we first started doing this research was who, who has both who has what does empowerment mean? (laughs) Mm. Right? Is it and and also, uh, so for example, um, if I always have to report it, if it's always my responsibility to report things, does that mean that I'm empowered? Or is it put all of the onus on the victim? for yes. example, <laughs> right? Um, and so there were a lot of conversations and this isn't I'm not claiming to have solved anything yet. But as we were talking about our solution, these are all questions that we were thinking about is, you know, what does empowerment mean? How do we do that? What is, um, you know, and, and there are lots of things that we cannot do today. <laughs> but what's on our roadmap going forward to think about? Um, that, there's, there's so many tensions and contradictions when you start to think about it, and you start to talk about it and, and listening to people around what that feels like to them. Yeah. You know, so one of the things I'm really interested in is, do you feel empowered when you use it? Does that make you feel you know, or does it feel like something else?
0: Right. Yeah and 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 that's important because a lot of some some of the narratives that i that i saw kind of rolling around was like well this is intel kind of putting all the work on the on the user to do all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and, and to a certain extent like there is a a an ask from the tool kind of just being the tool to say i'm gonna need you to help me try to figure out what you need and what you don't want here um, and I think mm-hmm. for the most part, that's a reasonable ask from a tool that is going to hopefully help your experience be better, especially in the space that is one super nuanced Two, uh, you never know where that toxicity bomb is going to hit from where and when and how it's going to wind up working. And also, it feels like this is also a great space for, again, for the tool and intel to learn about. The way people are kind of engaging with this kind of technology and the way that, you yeah. know, the Internet who that usually always wins and will continue to always win. Um, <laughs> how you try to figure out good ways to give people space to be able to enjoy the things that they want to be able to enjoy on a platform that they've that they've spent money on and care about.
1: Yeah. A, a nuanced and problem. Nothing... Go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead, Marcus. I was just
2: say nothing about. The, what we're doing here should suggest that that this is the only place this cho- the, this challenge should be addressed, right? right. So so nothing in, in providing a tool to to a gamer says that the moderators no longer have a responsibility to do anything, right. or that these similar tools cannot be employed there. Um, so so. Yeah, I just want to make that really clear. Yeah. because that was part of and the it, conversation. It was like, why us? Why yeah.
3: here? And and a, and a nuanced problem requires a nuanced solution, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so it's 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 not going to be as simple as, hey, we launched this app, and now toxicity is is done. <laughs> Nobody needs to worry about it anymore. Like that's that's just not going to happen. Um, you know, you, you brought up a point earlier about uh, you know in group versus out of group, and toxicity can come from from anywhere. I I, I thought about my brother who hates the use of the n-word anywhere around him right he works in the music industry (laughs) that uh that, that uh that contradiction, uh, if you take that same group of people into a game, might enable him then <laughs> to use an application like this to not be the guy who's t- telling his friends that he's playing with. Hey, can you stop saying that? You can just turn it off, uh, while still not having to do the full mute, which is how we how we operate today, and still be able to engage. Right. So, like, he's one of these ones that has a nuanced viewpoint <laughs> of this kind of uh, of challenge uh, in this space. So, yeah, yeah ho- hopefully.
0: Go ahead. No, I was going to say and 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 I love that example because it it is to a certain extent a a guard against the again the 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 onslaught that you usually will have in the space. Again, no one can control who is going to drop an end bomb in whatever call of duty room that we wind up going into. <laughs> right? It's going to happen at some point. Yeah, like literally it's going to be a thing that I I can like check on my watch and I'm like, all right, three, two, one, here it's coming. But it is one of those things of like, if I can help remove that while also not affecting the culture as a whole and saying for the folks who do feel like this is a part of the, the, you know, the reclaiming of the word and and all those parts of the conversation, like you still have a space here that you'll be able to hopefully with this tool, you know, engage in the ways that you do with your friends and family and and the folks who, you know, are still within your in group to be able to do that kind of work. So, um, thank you. Thank you for, 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 for sharing that. And, And we're out of time. Time has flown uh as usual you, you, have you said that
1: break. was gonna happen i that, told you i told you yeah. it's gonna be quick
0: um so again i i think that there is a a really good space here for um learning trying to figure out you know ways that you know all of us doing this work um can 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 find good ways to come to it i think that you know i i again when the conversation first started about what this was going to wind up being um I was excited at the prospect of what we were going to try to do, because I do think it is a thing that, you know, if, if we get it right or, you know, we and alongside everybody else who's trying to work on these pro- these problems get it right. We have a space where we can literally change the world for the, for the better in a space where so many folks who are out in the world who are super cynical are like, there's no way you can do it. Um so, so so for that part I, I am excited about what this means. Um and, and also wanna thank all of you for for taking time out for, you know, coming in after work and, and jumping on a on jumping on a call and, and, and rocking a show with me uh, super last minute to talk about this when, you know, I was pulling my non, non-hair out saying, this is not a nuanced conversation that's happening right now. <laughs> I'm annoyed at this fact that there's no nuance in this conversation. Let's try to bring some nuance to this. So um, Marcus, Kim and Jamie, thank you very, very much for, for, for being with me here. Uh, and talking about the bleep tool uh, and everything that Intel is trying to do to fight toxicity in this space. And it's really important. So again, thank you all very, very much for for, for hanging out with me for time. And hopefully we'll all have you back again to
1: talk about other stuff as well. So, yeah, my might be my pleasure <laughs> to do so anytime. All right, thanks. Love Agreed. it. Thanks for all right, question. everybody. Thank
0: you so much, Philippe. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody, again, uh, these conversations are hard. They're not easy. They are not... Um, easy to kind of come together and build the case for why corporations do the work that they do. It's not easy to build the case of why, you know, folks are kind of digging into this in a bigger way. And I'll be honest, no one is going to get it right all the time. No, one's going to get it fully right. No, one's going to be able to say they have the magic bullet to make everybody happy, but I do think that there is a space to try. And I think that the, the ability to try and figure out some ways to get that work done. Is the reason why Spawn and me exists. It's the reason why I was still excited to, to 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 join the Intel team to to try to figure out ways to fight this from the inside out. And I think there's good ways for us to be able to kind of do that way without, you know, the initial dunking. Yeah, it happens and it's a part of the game. But also, you got to give folks props for trying. And I think that that's a good space too. So again, thank you so much for joining the conversation today. Much love to you all. We'll see you all. Probably Wednesday, uh, because this is going up on a Monday. Uh, So we'll see you for the live show at twitch.tv slash spawn on me. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Much love and peace.